It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Matt Frazee on this 18th day of August, 6.06 on the clock. And currently 82 degrees and partly cloudy outside in southeast Ohio. Again, it's the Sports Fan presented by J.K. Contracting. And it's always good to have Matt Frazee on the radio as uh, we're getting closer and closer to the high school football season. So, of course, it's the return of Matt Frazee on the radio. But, Frazee, it's good to see you again. How you been? Great, Connor. Appreciate you asking me to come in here tonight. Yeah, I know you work right across the way, and I've been meaning to get you in for a couple of sports fans at some point. But it's uh, finally glad to see you again. And, uh, you know, with, with the football season right around the corner on, on Friday, Athens and Philo, um, it's a, a big game. It's a a point where we can all, hopefully everybody will be able to get into Joe Burrow Stadium and uh, and watch that game because you know, this year, yes, we're dealing with the COVID uh, pandemic. Yes, there are new mandates and, and things as such, uh, but there's no ca- capacity limit, right? Everybody's out to go. Everybody can go out to the games. Everybody can see the games. And I know for us as broadcasters, you know, it, we kind of feed off of that energy and I anticipate a lot of people being out at these games, regardless of whatever the uh, the mandates are, um, which will be good to see everybody and, and good to see live football again. Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be very different. Uh, you know, we just have a much different understanding of what we what we knew a year ago. Everybody was kind of, you know, still trying to figure out exactly what was going on uh, as far as the pandemic was concerned, and you know, stands basically were empty, other than than parents. There was no one there other than, you know, we were allowed broadcasters and parents in the stands. So, you know, you know, we broadcast games last year with literally 50 or 60 people, uh, which makes it tough. And the kids feed off that energy as well. Uh, you know, they like to hear the, the, the crowd cheer and erupt and the band play and strike up and sound, you know, uh, they all get energized and jacked up with, with that atmosphere as well. And there were a lot of empty, uh, pretty bland stadiums a year ago. And I think the a lot of the football in the area mimicked that we had a lot of bland kind of uninteresting football at times and uh i'm excited to see uh fans being able to come back to the stands if they wish uh you know i know athens i I think everybody has the same policy if i'm not mistaken but uh once you reach 50 percent capacity in the stands you will have to you know add a mask uh wear a mask if, if you get to that point but uh you know small price to pay to be able to go in and and watch some of the best uh, bang for your buck. I mean, six bucks to watch a high school football game, five bucks, you know, at some places. Uh, you you, you find, have a hard time finding better value for your money than than a football Friday night for $5. Right. I mean, especially right here in the area, it's, you know, Athens and Philo is going to be a good game. That's going to be at Joe Burrow Stadium. Athens and Galley Academy. Uh, you're away at Marietta. Um, you know, you're going to be at Logan home against Megs. Like, there are some big games specifically for Athens. And then as, as you take a look around, you know, the county, uh, you know, you got Nelsonville, York, and Newark Catholic. Newark Catholic made a, a deep run. Uh, you've got Trimble and Vinton County. You've got Trimble and Fort Fry. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of good, a lot of big games being played in Athens County. And you're right, because for the price, I mean, why would you miss it, right? Yeah, I mean, as much as we like to have... You know, the people who can't make it out to the games listen to us on the broadcast. That's why we're here. 
But but yeah, if you're looking for something to do on a Friday night and you're bored, uh, you, you know you can dig up five bucks pretty easy. You know, you know to come out and watch a high school football game. That's some of the best entertainment you'll get. Uh, these kids, uh, th I think they play a lot harder than a lot of people who haven't been to a game recently would would ever understand. Uh, the the games has changed and evolved, and these kids are doing more and more things younger and younger, and the development is just at a much so much higher level than it was, you know, 20 or 25 years ago. Uh, these kids and these offenses and stuff are just so diverse in comparison. Uh, you you might be surprised if you haven't been to a game recently live on on just what kind of talent and schemes and things you can see out of uh, a group of you know 15 to 17 year olds. It's uh, really impressive sometimes. I tell you. Right, and I know we were talking a little bit about the schemes and, and what uh, we could probably see from teams like Trimble and teams like Nelsonville York and uh, you know obviously Athens as they're getting ready for the first game. We'll have uh, Trimble and Nelsonville York on the radio on our sister station WXTQ Power 105. Uh, but then on on uh, it, I want to say tomorrow. I know today's only Wednesday, uh, but on Friday we'll have Athens and Philo, and you know we get to see what this offense for Athens looks like. I know they're going to be a little bit inexperienced uh, on the line. I know that you know they're going to be starting more freshmen than they would have been in previous years. Uh, I've also heard good things about you know what's coming up for Athens uh, in their in their youth. You know the middle school team, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade appears to be doing pretty well. Uh, but it, it's going to be a big question mark, I think, this year as to what you can get out of Athens uh, this season. Because again, they they have some pretty big games. You got Philo, Galley Academy, Marietta, Logan. I mean, these are tough games moving forward throughout the season. And you know, Athens is really going to have to step up and show you something that you know maybe you haven't seen during the practices or or the scrimmage yet this year. Yeah, I think Athens is in a in a tough situation with scheduling. You know, scheduling, as you know, is done you know a, a few years in advance normally. You know, you're running coming off of team off of teams. You know, five six years ago, that were were really competitive. You know, at the state and regional levels, at least. You know, even those couple teams after those teams were were still state playoff qualifying caliber teams. So when you're a school the size of Athens in this area, you're kind of in no man's land because you're the only school really of this size in the area. Um, so your non-conference games, you're either going to get schools that are your size or bigger. Um, or you're going to play smaller schools, but you're going to play the only smaller schools that are going to want to play you are the higher level smaller schools. <laughs> so right. you get in an area where you get in a, in a situation like this, where the beginning of the year you're putting a lot of youth and inexperience on the field. You're going to play teams that are way more competitive than than maybe you would like to be starting with, just out of necessity. You don't have a whole lot of teams knocking your door down. Wanting to, you know, wanting to play you, um, most years. Now, a few years from now, will that change if, if things don't go according to plan these next couple years? Potentially, some teams, you know, you may be able to pick up some other teams that that right now just won't answer the phone, frankly. But yeah, I, I don't know, Connor. It's it's just one of those things where the schedule early on is definitely tough. I mean, you know, arguably. <laughs> arguably the three best, you know, three of the four best teams or five best teams you're going to see are in weeks one, two, and three. Right. Uh, so not the best situation to be trying to break in, you know, inexperienced players and 
uh, you know, early season mistakes are bound to happen anyway, and you're going to find some quality teams that aren't going to afford you the ability to make those mistakes and overcome them. So, you know, this next, you know, this last week of practice and stuff would have been critical. Uh, these are your last chances to have made any adjustments or any tweaks, you know, because come Friday night at 7 o'clock, once that, once that ball goes in the air, uh, you're pretty much stuck with whatever you've put in place to that point. Right. And again, I mean, you can watch them in the scrimmages. You can watch them in the seven on sevens. Uh, but you really don't get a feel for what this team has until maybe the first two weeks of the season. Right. You really get to see what this offensive line is going to look like. Uh, you don't get to see who could step up, uh, where you might need a couple of improvements and tweaks. Uh, and, and Athens is going to be tested. Right. Because, again, Philo, Galley Academy, Marietta, those, like you said, their non-conference schedule at that point is really going to shed some light onto what what kind of fight that this bulldog team really has uh absolutely uh yeah you, you know there, there's just so many uncertainties right now I mean, you said step up who's going to step up i mean uh, that's a great question i mean you know basically half of the roster you've got right now looks to be you know that they're freshmen somebody is going to have to step up it's going to have to be somebody maybe that we haven't talked about or maybe we haven't even thought about uh you know, it's going to have to come out of that woodwork, figure out, you know, something may click with one of these kids, and it might be an, oh, my gosh, you know, where'd this kid come from kind of situation. And, and frankly, that's probably what we're hoping for at this point. Uh, I mean, we know our skill, skill positions are, are, are pretty decent. The receiving core is pretty good. The, the quarterback is, is, is pretty good. Uh, do we have enough protection? That, that might be the question. Do we have enough depth? Uh, it positions to to give guys a break and give guys the ability to get off the field and rest up for a series or two. Uh, I mean, it, it's really tough to play football if you know you're forced to put your your best 14 or 15 guys on on the field all the time and everybody else stands around and, and watches. So, you know, some of these younger kids are going to have to make a move. Now, is that week one or is it week three or is it week five? I don't know, but at some point, these younger kids are going to have to be relied upon at some point. There's just not enough numbers, not enough depth uh, to think otherwise. Right, and you know, I, I, more specifically from last year, you know, Nelsonville, York at the beginning of the year, I mean, they dropped a couple of games last year, right? Um, they were not the same team at the beginning of the year that they were at the end of the year. You saw guys improve, you saw guys get better, especially, you know, the quarterback play, from Drew Carter, uh, you know, I, I kind of see, you know, maybe at the end of the year for Athens, you know, you're going to see those adjustments and be made. But again, you got to play the game. You got to, you know, get through these games first to really see what those improvements are. Uh, but I, I can potentially see, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, Athens just getting better and better week one. Maybe the wins aren't there uh, within the first couple of weeks, but, you know, you got to hope for the improvement and you got to see, you know, I, I foresee maybe uh, a couple of wins towards the end of the year. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's going to be the goal, is, is this is going to be a building block season for sure. Um, that's not to say that it's impossible to win games throughout the schedule. There are, there are definitely winnable games there. Uh, you know, that we're not saying that, that they can't do it. It's just we're saying that you're gonna, it's going to be small steps to, to get from point A to point B. Uh, and I think it may be a little bit optimistic to think we can pull it off in week one. Um, I'm hoping that we can. <laughs> Uh, right. I mean, we, we know Philo's, you know, traditionally a, a very good football team from the MVL, but we don't 
know enough to know what their roster is, if they're bringing a bunch of kids back or, you know, if they're dealing with many of the same issues that everybody else is. It's, it's kind of an unknown for us at this point. It's really difficult to obtain rosters or even information for schools at the moment. Uh, you know, a lot of teams don't want to put anything out or give you any any information. And, you know, we usually rely on think places like Max Preps and things of that nature. And, you know, even those rosters haven't been updated. They're not accurate uh, a lot of the time right now. So, you know, we're kind of going into week one a little bit blind and we'll know a whole lot more, you know, as Friday night progresses on, on where we stand. I think um, I think Friday night's going to be kind of an important measuring stick for Athens one way or the other. Um, if they're competitive and are in the game or even, you know, if they can win the game or even, you know, maybe not even win the game but stay competitive with Philo, then I think you're going to be a lot more optimistic for what the season holds. Uh, if you go in there and it's just a flat disaster, um, then you may be scratching your head looking for answers going into week two again. Right, and that's that's the thing, right? I mean, you don't want to be, if you're a fan of the team, you know, you don't want to be, you know, scratching your head at the end of the day. You, you hope that it's going to be a competitive game. Um, it, you also have to have confidence in, in the head coach, Nathan White, right? Because he knows how to win. He's been a part of Bulldog teams that have won. Uh, I know there wasn't a whole lot of success last year, um, and I know it was a tough game against Western Brown uh, to, to finish up the year. Uh, but right now, I guess it's just trust the process and see where this team can be at the end of the year. But but you're right. It's a measuring stick on Monday. Uh, well, Monday. It, it Monday's the first day, so I had number one Monday. Uh, but it's going to be a measuring stick on, on Friday to see where they can get. Yeah, and, and you know, of all the people in the area, I, I trust Nathan White as much as, as any coach in the area. You know, I, I know Phil's great. I know Rusty's great. And, you know, a lot of the coaches around here are. But but uh, Nathan White's football mind is as good as anybody around here. I, I have no doubt that he, he will do his best to put kids in, in their position to help them succeed. Um, it may not be traditionally the way he wants to do it. Uh but, you know, sometimes you kind of have to see what you have to work with and, and just go with it. You, you can't always force kids in to fit a scheme. Sometimes you have to make your scheme fit your kids. And, you know, that's, that's the difficulty of coaching, especially at the high school level, is you don't have the opportunity to recruit kids necessarily to fit your scheme. Uh, sometimes you have to adapt yourself as a coach to meet what, this, what the kids' abilities are. And, uh, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that, that Nathan and, and the rest of the Bulldog coaching staff will do everything they can to put kids in a position to succeed and to get the most out of them as possible. And again, their first game against Philo will be on Friday. We will hit the airwaves at 630. It's an extended pregame this season. And, of course, you can take all the Bulldog action all season long right here on 970 WATH, 97.1 FM, and online at 970WATH.com. Matt Frazee will have you all the way, along with Joey Medor. And, uh, yeah, well, I, and I was talking to Joey because, you know, you guys haven't really worked a whole lot together. But I'm excited. Joey's a big football mind. Like, if I was to pick a sport for Joey, Joey's a, a football guy. He's not, he knows a lot about a lot of sports. Uh, but Joey is a, a football guy, so this is his sport to, uh, you know, to kind of broadcast here. And yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys can do because you've been through so many, you know, different partners over the years. Frazee, you have uh, Brad last year. You had, I think, Lucas two years ago, right? And Lucas twice. Lucas twice. Um, and Dunnigan was a was play by play over the, those two years over on XTQ, right? Yep. 
So, so uh, yeah, yeah I had Lucas a couple times. I had him. I had uh, Jacob Corrigan. I had uh, Tom Ferns. I've had Michael Gar. I've had, who's uh, uh, who's I've the had, guy that Troy calls Squeaks or who, who was uh, uh, there was a guy with like a high pitched voice and Troy could never remember the name. But do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Like Squeakers or, or something? I don't know. I don't. Is he talking about Hermata? Maybe I worked a couple times nah. with Jake. Nah, Jake doesn't have that high pitched voice. Um, but there was, and you know, Troy found Probably him on Facebook Michael one Gar. day. Michael Barr. Gar. Gar. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I, because you know, I take car rides with Troy every now and then, going sure. out to the games, and he'd always talk talk to me about the guy who had the high pitched voice, and I, I, he never knew the name of him. He just knew him as as his nickname. Oh, um, well, ironically, Michael Gar did football with us, but was the, like the world's biggest soccer fan. <laughs> which which doesn't translate in in my mind very well, right? Because I mean, you have one, you got two versions of football, right? The overseas version of football, and then the American version of football. Uh, so he was he was the uh, across the pond guy. Well, he was from here. He uh -huh. just, yeah. But, but yeah, he, he was very much into football. <laughs> football. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, uh, I, again, I think that you and Joe are going to do a good job this year. Uh, you do a good job as always. And uh, yeah, Bulldog football back Looking on Friday. To. Nothing, no time of the year any better. Nothing better. Although they are, uh, what is what is that slogan for for gridiron? Nothing, uh, nothing's better than football nights and gridiron glory or something. Yeah, so football Friday nights and gridiron glory. Something yeah, like that. yeah. Because last year we were the only post game show. I mean, they 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 did the uh, the online content seven four zero zone. Mm -hmm. They had. Um, you know, some some special things, and they're expanding their coverage, and I think they're going to have a couple of reporters call in to the Football Friday Night Postgame show, uh, which will start in week two. We're not having the show on Friday, um, but we'll have week two to give everybody a chance to kind of reacquaint themselves with Southeast Ohio football because it, it's been a while, you know. Um, but, yeah, that – so we, we'll still have, uh, you know, Gridiron Glory to compete with, I guess, on Friday nights, and uh, I like our chances. Well, uh, well they, they go on a little later than us, and they're doing that expanded coverage this year. I'm, I'm anxious, kind of anxious to see how that's going to work out for them. I, I think in years past, I always thought it was better when they stayed more concentrated because I would rather have good coverage of less material right. than a lot of coverage <laughs> of, of little material. Uh -huh. So uh, I know they format it to change their formatting. They're, they're going on a little later and, and some stuff like that, so... Uh, anxious to kind of see that product is you know years past uh, my my favorite time is you know in those early 2000s they had a great product uh, and you didn't have information at your fingertips quite like you do right now for all the games so you know everybody would would go home and and that was the first thing you did when you go home was turn on WOUB so you could you know catch all the the stream the scores flowing on on uh, Gridiron Glory and catch some highlights of some of the kids that you just don't have an opportunity to go out and see for yourself sometimes. Right, uh, right. So kind of a, it's a great concept. It's just uh, I hope that, that this year's product lives up to years past because uh, it can be great at times when they do it properly. Yeah, and I think with the expanded coverage, it's all just going to be online stuff. Uh, they're not going to have, like if they're going down to Ironton, right, and they're going to go take in the... Uh, an Ironton game, or if they're going to go somewhere else uh, that's a long distance that might take you about hour 30, two hours away, 
I think they're going to leave the reporters there and just post like, some kind of recap. Well, not even a stream. I think they're going to post a recap video on Saturday or yeah. something like that. So they'll kind of put highlights together the next yeah, day. Yeah, I think that's probably the best option because, you know, nothing's more annoying than, than you're getting into watching the highlights of one of the games that they cover and they're gone midway through the first quarter and you get... Uh, you know, all the highlights are for the team that was leading at halftime, and then the other team scores thirty in the uh, unanswered yeah. in the second half. And it's like, well, we have all these highlights from when you know Philo was leading the game, but they lost by twenty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, right? Well, wait a minute. Uh, can we yeah. get some of those photos? <laughs> well, and sometimes, like I, I used to be over over there uh, freshman sophomore year when I was at Ohio University, and um, yeah, sometimes you have to leave at halftime because. You need to get back to the station so you right. can have any video. Right. So I, I get why. Oh, you know, I, I, I totally understand the but why behind it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just see, it seems funny that you get that, <laughs> you, know, you know, get all the highlights from the first half, and then the team that had all the highlights in the first half wasn't the team that won the game. So right, it, it doesn't match up very well with with you know what you're trying to portray for the evening. Yeah. Or even if you get like half of the, uh, you know, let let's say. The team's winning by 30 at halftime. You leave, you come back, and maybe it's like 30 to 28. Well, you might want to see those 28 points that were scored uh, in the second half by the other team who made the comeback. Right. You know, so it's um, – but I'm, I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad that we can, uh, you know, kind of get a couple of their guys. They'll call in and report on maybe uh, a couple of those faraway games that we don't have. Um, so, again, I'm looking forward to football season. I know you are, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But – uh, again, Athens on the radio on Friday, 6.30. Athens takes on Philo home at Joe Burrow Stadium. And then the Athens County Game of the Week. We'll talk about that coming up next. And it'll be Trimble against Nelsonville, York, 6.30 Saturday on WXTQ Power 105. This is the Sports Fan on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH, presented by Jane K. Contracting. Right back after this. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. Start of the 2021 football season is almost here. Athens opens their season home against the Philo Electrics. Join myself, Joy Medora, alongside Matt Frazier on August 20th and all season long. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, CE Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brody's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, Donato's, Steak and Shake, and Larry's Doghouse. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. This is the Sports Fan on 970. W-A-T-H. Sportsman 970, 97.1 FM, W-A-T-H. Mills and Mike alongside Matt Frazee, taking up until 7 o'clock today. And, of course, we are uh, an affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. We'll talk a little bit about the Reds later, but it's football season. We're getting ready 
uh, for high school football, which is again on Friday and Saturday. And, and you know, Frazy, with the expanded postseason, right? They moved the season up because it feels so quick uh, to to start the season. You know, this week, uh, it's definitely quick. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a, a full week earlier than it normally would have been. Uh, but as you said, you know, you're you're expanding. You're basically taking half of each region uh, into the into the postseason now. Uh, we'll see if that turns out to be a permanent move or if they uh, dislike the way things turn out and they switch you know stuff back here in the, in a couple years. But yet to be determined as as always. It's always in flux. Uh, the OHSA, I think, in general, does a nice job of of tweaking things and determining when things don't work. They're not always afraid to to reverse course of action on their moves and right. and correct it if necessary. So, uh, you know, I think my personal opinion is I think it's probably too many teams. Uh, you know, even at eight teams, you had a lot of those first-round games that were unwatchable. <laughs> uh, you know, teams that, that snuck in that were, you know, caught a buzzsaw in week one, and it's just uncompetitive, uh, you know, un un. Not very good football, I guess. Right. Is, is right. you know, well, I, the, I was going to ask you. It, so I was going to ask you about last year because you know, if you wanted to be in the postseason, it was just check here for yes, check there for no. Mm -hmm. uh, were Were you for that against that with the pandemic season? Like, I know you went and, and watched the Athens playoff game, and I know, well, you know it didn't go the Athens way, but yeah, I th I think last year was was one of those anomalies. Did I, was I totally for it? No, uh, absolutely not. But you had teams that weren't going to have the ability to play outside of their conference. You know, it's, it's very tough to determine. It would have been very tough to determine playoff stature when you're playing only teams in your conference. So you were given some of these bigger, larger traditional powerhouse schools an inability to schedule teams to make points to attain a traditional playoff situation. Plus, with the COVID stuff, you had no idea if a team was going to play four games, seven games. You know, you had the potential to, to have games canceled in the middle of the season, last right. minute. I think there were just too many variables involved last year for you to have been able to do a traditional, you know, harboring point system. You know, too, way too many variables, games played, strength of schedule. You had no control over any of that whatsoever. And I think last year's format was necessary, and I don't think there was any way around doing it, basically, other than what they did. Well, and now this year, as we move on to the uh, you know Athens County game of the week and uh, with Trimble and Nelsonville York, uh, their non-conference schedule this year is is pretty tough, right? I mean, if you look at Trimble's schedule, you've got teams uh, like you know the postseason deep run like Nelsonville York. I mean, that's a, a traditional game that you open week one with. Uh, but that's not a guaranteed win by by other either side um, when all is said and done. But then you get Nelsonville York against Newark Catholic. You've got Trimble against uh, Vinton County, which is you know a little bit of a bigger school for them. You got Trimble at John Marshall. They're hosting Fort Fry. You got um, you know Nelsonville York at Liberty Union. Like I mean, these are some big non-conference games for for our two teams here. To where you know now with the expanded postseason, you have a loss here. And there, you know, it's not going to you know, knock you out like a loss to Trimble might have for Nelsonville York in, in years past. Sure. Um, but now with the expanded postseason, A, it benefits us a little bit, you know, here in Southeast Ohio because now it's, 
uh, you know, Trimble and Nelson of New York have a little bit of a better chance to get in. Uh, but, you know, with, with the non-conference schedule the way that it is for, you know, our, our, I, I believe these are our top two teams, right? I mean, these are the guys who have the most experience, the, the guys that we project to go pretty far this season. Sure. Um, but, I mean, these are some some big games early on in the season that, you know, that will be a measuring stick for both of them. Absolutely. And, we, you know, we talked about earlier with the Athens kids. I think Nelsonville, York, and Tribble are kind of in a similar situation. You're talking about the, the degree of difficulty of the schedules. Well, when you're, when you're those two teams and you're, you're traditionally winning several games and you're making the postseason, you're getting in, you know, if you're Trimble, Hannah West Virginia is not calling you to, to come play a football game. You know, those schools don't want any part of you. So you're Trimble, you, you're forced to take games with a, with a school like Vinton County. You're, you're forced to take those John, you know, uh, John Marshall games. You, you don't have an, uh, an opportunity to schedule some cupcakey kind of teams because they, they don't want you. The bonus to that is on multiple levels as well. A, those are the teams that get you ready to make deep postseason runs. B, if you beat those teams, you get you know, a cash cow of, of computer points for playoff positioning. Can you lose one of those games? Sure you can. Uh, the, the schedule Trimble plays now, they can go 8-2 and two and score more points than they did you know, seven, eight years ago going 10-0 and 0, uh, and with no problem. You, know, you don't have to worry about hitting the panic button if you lose a game. You know, if, if you're trembling, you drop that game to Fort Fry, th- there's, no, there's no panic in that. I mean, Fort Fry in these last few years has, has been a powerhouse in the area. They haven't even been, not just been good, they've been dominant. Right. So, but that's the game that if you're Trimble, you need. Uh, you need a team that can push you from time to time. You, you need that middle of the season grind kind of game. Um, from time to time, I, th- I think the schedule is awesome for Trimble, and, and that doesn't mean they can't go undefeated. But it, by gosh, if they do, I mean they they, well, they would have to be the favorites in D seven. If they go undefeated, oh, all the way throughout, I don't think that, that there's a team this year that can beat them. Yeah, if they go undefeated, I mean, most years we look at a Trimble schedule and think they they might lose one game or possibly two. You look at this one, and there's like, uh, under the certain circumstances, I could see where they could potentially drop, you know, three or four. Do we expect them to do that? Absolutely not. But are there are there potentially that many tripping points on the schedule? I believe there are. Uh, Nelsonville, York, the same thing. Uh, are they? Could, if you told me they could run the table and beat every team on that schedule, absolutely they can. Uh, I don't think there's a team on the schedule that that I would unequivocally say. They have no chance of beating that team. Uh, I would I would consider them, you know, possibly a favorite in, in most every game they play. If you told me they dropped two games and finished second or third in the, in the computer standings, I'd believe that too. So, right. I, 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 again, just multiple benefits to playing a difficult schedule if you can win at least half of those difficult games. And I don't have any reason to believe that, that uh, the Coach Ferris and Coach Richards can't find a way to get that done. They're, they're just two of the, the premier coaches in, in not only Southeast Ohio, but in the state of Ohio. And they have the, those two teams ready to play week in and week out. Well, I'll ask you this about Trimble, right? Because Trimble has a very top-heavy schedule to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you, you have Nelsonville, York. Then you got, you know, I think Vinton County can push them a little bit. I think Trimble's better than Vinton County. Um, but, you know, that game at? Uh, that is home. That's in Gloucester. Okay. That, uh, that's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, you go to Gloucester, and that's where the Fort Fry game is, too. Mm-hmm. Fort Fry is coming to, uh, coming to Gloucester. Well, two things. That's the, the Vinton County one's a big difference for two reasons. A, it's tough to play at Vinton County. I, I mean, even the best of the best Athens teams I've seen take, go down there struggled in that place for some reason. Uh, I, I just I can't explain it. It's a difficult place to play. Um, that's I think that's where they picked off Nelsonville York a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, you know, in recent years, I mean, it's tough to play at Vinton County. If you're Trimble, that game in, in in Gloucester is a huge advantage. Not having to go to Vinton County, it's difficult to play there. Even though their record's not always great, it's a difficult place to play. Right, right. I mean, that's Troy always tells me that. You know, I, I hear it from you. I heard it from uh, you know Brad and everybody else before. Uh, whatever it's, whatever's in the water uh, at Vinton County, uh, they got the advantage when, whenever they're home. Um, but you also take a look. I mean, you got Vinton County, you got Waterford. I, Waterford, I think, is going to take a little bit of a step back from where they were last year. They did graduate a lot. Um, I don't think it's going to be as competitive as a game that it was last year. But sure. you know, Waterford, they always have a good team, right? Uh, so you can't look past Waterford. Then you got your away at John Marshall, your home against Fort Fry, and then the schedule, for lack of a better term, it, it, it eases up, right? It, it's a little bit easier down the stretch in October. Once you hit October, you know, you have Eastern, you've got Belpre, Southern, South Gallagher. And Eastern, again, graduated a lot. I think if they were going to beat Trimble, it would have been last year. Uh, if Waterford was going to beat Trimble, it would have been last year. Uh, but just with the amount of experience that, that the Tomcats have, uh, you know, another year for their offensive line, their big guys to, to mature mm-hmm. and get that experience. I, I think Trimble's going to have a little bit too much uh, and, and run through the TVC Hawking. Um, but, again, once that once the calendar turns to October, they really don't have a team, in my opinion, that can push Trimble and get them ready for week one of the postseason. Sure. You think that's going to be a little bit of an issue for the Tomcats? Do you uh, think it's too top-heavy? I don't really think it is. Um Honestly, if I was setting up a schedule, I, I would kind of want it more the way it is right now. As you said, much like Nelsonville York last year, if Trimble stumbles a couple times early and, and then they get their feet under them and, and they're playing their best football down the stretch and have an opportunity to rest guys and get guys a little bit healthy toward the end of the year, uh, if you told me they made a, a very similar run to Nelsonville York and, and could go deeper into the playoffs, I certainly wouldn't question you know, the ability for that to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. If if Trimble's going to drop a game, you know, it's going to be in those first five weeks. Uh, you know, and, and if they, honestly, if they come out of that at, at three and two and and then can run the table, they're still going to be in pretty good shape with the expanded playoffs. They're going to get a, a very winnable game uh, early for them in round one. And then, you know, then you're going to kind of going to shake out and get back to, to traditionally what we would think of as the eight man or you know, the eight team set at that point. Um, so we'll see, but I, I I think they will be just fine. And like I say, if you're a Trimble fan, don't hit the panic button. If if something goes wrong in one of those first few weeks, you you've got some heavyweights there this year uh, up top, and it starts with the Buckeyes next Saturday night right. or this Saturday night. Right. And you know, again, talking to Rutsy Ristards uh, yesterday, uh, you know, Coach was was very uh, yeah he was he was praising his offense, he was praising his players as you'd expect any coach to, but. You know, he said Malik Williams is really going to be that guy to, to watch out for on this team. 
Drew Carter is going to facilitate the offense. You know, everything's going to run through Carter. Uh, but you could see Malik Williams kind of running in the Wildcat. You can see him line up uh, as quarterback. You can see him running you know, as wide receiver, as a running back. He's really going to be the key that makes this offense click. And if you get to see Malik Williams you know, really at his best, um, you know, he's a guy that's going to be hard for Trimble to stop, regardless of how their defense looks. Yeah, it just seems like Nelsonville, York, uh, seems to find that guy every couple years. Um, you know, reminds you, not necessarily, I mean, I know Keegan Wilburn broke every record in, in Nelsonville, York history, basically, over a, a couple-year period there. But they always seem to find that one guy that, that can do multiple things. You know, you can get him the ball in the, out of the backfield. You can get him the ball in the slot. You can move him around. The one guy that you, you don't have to designate into a, a certain position uh, where a defense can key into, hey, he's coming out of the tailback spot. You know, I'm going to spy the tailback spot. Well, the first time you start doing that with a guy like Malik, hey, we're going to spy Malik. Well, okay, well, you're going to run a linebacker out to cover him when he plays wide out too? Because <laughs> that's not going to work out very well for right. him. You know? right. And that's the reasoning behind you know, having a guy like that and moving a guy with that kind of talent around is it makes it difficult for a defense to, A, identify where he's at, and then, B, come up with a scheme to stop him you know, from play to play, because again, you know, maybe a tailback this time might be in a slot, might be a whiteout. You never know. Might bring him in motion. Might cross him across a formation. You know, there's just so many things you can do with a kid with that kind of skill set um, that every team doesn't have that luxury. But it seems like Rusty Richards seems to to polish one up <laughs> every couple <laughs> years and and roll him out for for the showcase. And you know, it looks like it's Malik's time to shine and. Uh, we'll see, uh, you know, how things pan out. But we expect big things from him. I know coaching staff expects big things from him. So I, I love it when players can do stuff like that because it, it makes our job exciting and fun. And uh, it's fun to watch what a kid can do from Friday to Friday. Right. And the uh, another player, and even Phil Ferris was highly complimentary. Uh, he didn't know the name of the kid, so he just called him number 88. Uh, it, it, I know that Trimble is going to be keying in not only on Malik Williams, but on Leighton Logie as well, because Logie's going to be an, an impact guy on this Nelsonville York team to where you know maybe he fills in on that Ethan Gale role that, that Gale kind of had last year. Uh, but Logie's a, another name that you got to watch out for on the Buckeyes this year. Sure. And that, that Nelsonville York squad is talented from top to bottom. It's, it's you know, for we're not trying to single out one or two guys here. Right, I mean, right. Uh, there, there are multiple weapons on that on that team and on that in that school that can can do damage from Friday to Friday, and you know it's exciting. That's the that's the fun part about this time of year is so much is unknown at this point that you know week three four you're going to have names in your head. You're going to be thinking of people and saying names that, that you maybe never thought you were going to say. You know, going into fr- into Saturday night, you know some of the guys that, that uh, we're talking about. Uh, may get overshadowed by somebody else that we we may not have right off the tip of your tongue kind of guy. Uh, it's exciting. That's 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 the fun part is to see, you know, what kid, you know, grew six inches from last year and is just a, a totally different athlete than they were a year ago. I mean, it happens every year, it happens at most schools, and it's it's fun to see that kid pop out of nowhere. Uh, you know, every year that's that's the fun part of this high school job anyway. Right. And again, I mean, whether the kid emerges from, and it, there could be a kid from, you know, one guy from Trimble, whoever steps up, one guy from Nelsonville, York. You get another guy from Athens. You got another guy from Alexander. 
Sure. You know, and, and I know we haven't talked about Alexander a whole lot, but with them having a new coach, uh, you know, Alexander is a little bit of a dark horse. They're they're on a program that's uh, trying to build up and up. Um, well, again, there's just so much unknown. Right. We have, we have a new coach. We, we kind of think we have an idea what they want to do on offense, but we don't know for sure. You know, uh, teams and schools show you things all the time early in a season that they don't want you to know what they're really doing. And come the first Friday night, everybody's going, where did that come from? <laughs> so, you know, we, we think we have an idea, but they're, they're, again, that's, that's the exciting part of this early part of the season. There's, there's so many unknowns from week to week. It's fun and exciting to, to find out how things unfold and play out before our eyes. And we, uh, again, it's right around the corner. It's on Friday. We start out with Athens and Philo. We've got a Saturday game, a Saturday Athens County game of the week between the Nelsonville York Buckeyes and the Trimble Tomcats. That game, I think, is going to come down to defense, Frazy. That, whoever plays better defense will be the uh, will come out on top. But I know it's, it's an easy thing to say, but um, well, we tr- know offensively that, that they're going to be all right, but defense is where it's going to be key. Trimble Nelsonville is the, is the cliche statement <laughs> game every year. Uh, whoever wins the turnover battle, you know, it's who, who makes the least amount of mistakes. It's, it's that kind of football game every year. The, the two teams are always very similar in talent. Um, the rivalry is rich, deep, long-lasting, and fierce. Uh, there are very few high school rivalries across the state that are much more amped up and anticipated than Trimble and Nelsonville, York at this level, you know, at this D6, D5, D6, D7 levels. You know, yeah, I know Moeller and Kohlerin and some of those guys are, have some big ones, but for the, for the level of football that we're talking about, it's, it's very difficult to find one with a bigger atmosphere than Nelsonville, York, and Trimble. Uh, and it's, again, it's, it's always one of those games that comes down to mistakes you know, one one mistake, you know, a, a muffed punt or a missed block here or there that, you know, a kid ends up losing five yards on a play that, you know, probably should have gained 20 in a first down. <laughs> you know, it's little little things go a long way in a game like that. And we'll see who comes out on top. Uh, Joe Medor and myself will have that game over on WXTQ Power 105. We'll have interviews with coaches Phil Ferris and uh, Coach Rusty Richards. We'll have interviews with a couple of players from Trimble. And uh, we all get that kicked off and started 6.30 this year. So that's when our pregames will start for both Athens right here on 970 WATH and over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105, 6.30 for the 7 o'clock games. 30 minutes prior to kickoff, and uh, we're excited to uh, to bring that to you. We're going to step aside for another break. Our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. And uh, Cincinnati Reds dropping two to the Chicago Cubs and uh, inopportune times to to lose to the Cubs as both the Padres had lost. Uh, so you, you had a good opportunity to make up a couple of games and potentially see yourself in the postseason, or at least in the in the wild card hunt, as you're uh, about a game and a half back on San Diego as it stands right now. We'll talk about that coming up next. And, of course, your phone calls at 740-592-6646. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting at 970-97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.
Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. The start of the 2021 football season is almost here. Athens opens their season home against the Philo Electrics. Join myself, Joy Medora, alongside Matt Frazier on August 20th and all season long. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, CE Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brody's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, Donato's, Steak and Shake, and Larry's Doghouse. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. Sunday! 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 It's the savings event of the season. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon. Your chance to save big by bundling your home and auto insurance. But only this Sunday! 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 Unless you're busy, in which case you can bundle Tuesday! 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 Or if you already have dinner plans, then try Friday! 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 But if the week gets away from you, you can just wait till next Sunday! 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 Because Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon isn't going anywhere! 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 Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Homeownership, ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan 970 97.1 FM WATH. Mills and Mike alongside Matt Frazy as we take you up until 7 o'clock today. Cincinnati Reds played at, well, we did the network join at 12.05. Reds played at 12.05. 35, and the Reds lost to the Chicago Cubs by a score of 7-1. to They lost to the Cubs yesterday 2-1. to Gutierrez pitched yesterday, pitched pretty well, six and a third innings, two runs, uh, seven strikeouts, got his ERA down to 3.87. And then today, a little bit of a struggle for Malley. Malley went five, allowed five earned runs. 
Uh, one walk, five strikeouts, and his ERA sitting about at 378. Rest of the way, Wilson gave up a run. Hoffman gave up a run. Uh, I was glad to see, and I know we didn't talk about it a whole lot yesterday, but I was done with Hembry. I did not want to see Hembry pitch one more inning. One more. I, I, I was tired of him, right? I mean, he gave up five runs in a meaningless game. Just throw strikes. You know, get get the outs. Get out of there. He gave up five runs. I was Yeah, just, just throw it over the plate at right. that point and, and <laughs> play defense. Go with the Little League theory. Just put it over the plate and hope your guys play defense behind you because uh, obviously the location, <laughs> trying to locate the ball in places wasn't working out for you anyway. He didn't even get through the inning there, Fraser. Like, he just he didn't look good at all. Uh, and, and Chicago has shown you some offensive firepower, but you're looking at a team that traded away all their stars. Sure. Chris Bryant's over in San Francisco killing the Mets right now. You've got Javier Baez on the Mets. You've got Rizzo on the Yankees. You, I mean, this team is a, a shell of what it was at the beginning yeah, of this they, year. They did wholesale sell-off, you know, over a couple-week period there. And, and, and again, they're, they're definitely in sell-off mode and, and, you know, try to bring in fresher, younger, cheaper talent at the moment. And... And, yeah, to lose, uh, if you're Cincinnati, losing those games at this inopportune time is is just heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, and, again, because you are now a game and a half back, you put yourself in a good position, right? You put yourself a game and a half back on the wild card, and as you sit right now, you're nine games back on the NL Central. The Central is kind of slipping away from you, so now you have to chase the Padres, right? So you're chasing San Diego in front of you. Um and today, unless things changed, I got to take a look at the scores a little bit from today. But, you know, Colorado was doing you a big favor. Right? Colorado beat the Padres the last two days. You had the Rockies with a 7-5 to win today, which kept you at the, uh, you know, game and a half back. But if you, if you beat the team that is a shell of itself over the past two days, you're looking at yourself sitting in that second wild card spot right behind the Dodgers. So, I mean, these two games were... Games that were important for the Reds to win. You needed them to win these two. To It's better to be up in that wild card spot and to have it than to try to be fighting your whole way through, which is what you've been doing all season long. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, two brutal losses for the Reds. You needed to win. You need to win the series. Now you get Miami coming up, and there's a chance. I mean, you got to sweep the Marlins or uh, at least win the series. But it... it you understand where I'm coming from, Frazee. I mean, this is a sure. missed opportunity. For well, that, that's the thing is you're getting short on golden opportunity. You know, these teams that you quote unquote should beat, uh, you know, the season's winding down. You're getting less and less opportunities to check wins off of, of your schedule. And when you're when you're giving away or not necessarily giving away, but when you're not meeting those uh, expectations and winning those those baseball games, it's, it's just killer. And that's. That's the difference, you know, winning a game today against, as you said, a, a Cubs team that's a shell of what it was a couple weeks ago. You know, that, that could be the difference between getting into the postseason and sitting at home watching it on TV with everybody else. Right. And right now, it's an off day, so you can make up a game tomorrow against the Marlins. Right? You can make up a half a game tomorrow against Miami because the San Diego Padres are off. So if you beat the Marlins, which you should. You're down one. You're down one. Then you have a team, and yes, I mean, the Phillies were at one point at the top of the NL East. 
I've said it before. I've, I've said it again, and this is coming from a Mets fan, and the Mets are just awful. They're, they're, they're got. I'm, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach watching the Mets in the month of August. Um, you know, they, they've just been terrible. Uh, I prefer to watch the Reds, but you have the Padres going against the Phillies, and the Phillies, the Mets, and the, you know, the uh, the Braves are all fighting for the top spot in the NL East because that's the only way either one of those three teams are going to get a win. Uh, but you have the Phillies coming up. You've got the Dodgers for the, uh, again, talking about the Padres. These are teams that are not pushovers for the Padres. You have a pushover in front of you in Miami where you can make up and potentially see yourself in that second wild card spot. So if you're the Reds, you need to take advantage of Miami while the Padres are playing teams like the Phillies and like the Dodgers uh, you know, to wrap up the, the end of this month. Then you got the Angels and Diamondbacks. But still, take advantage of what's in front of you right now. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of, again, you know, time's just running short. You've, you've got to take advantage of every opportunity at this point. So, you know, you have to, to win the quote-unquote games you should and steal some that, that uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, that's the only way, to, only way to get it done. I mean, we're in the home stretch coming, coming down the pipe now. So, uh, you know, again, again opportunities just short. Yeah. And again, you got the Marlins for four games starting tomorrow. Then you've got the Brewers where you can make up games in the Central, but you're not in a right. position but, right now to uh, make so up any you're, you're, you're down nine. So, I mean, right. best case scenario, you come out of that, you're down six. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you sweep the series, you, you haven't made a, a huge dent in it. Then they're back with Miami again after that. Yeah, Miami, the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals aren't pushovers either, um, but they're not. They're not really what they, they've been in years past. It's not a it's a series you should win, right? It, it's a bad series lost against the Cubs. You only took one game out of a three-game series. You lost today 7-1. to one. Take advantage of the Marlins. Take advantage of the schedule that the Padres have in front of them because they're not easy games. And uh, see yourself at that second wild-card spot if you're the Reds because they're, they're a talented enough team to be in the postseason this year, and they got to sure. take advantage of it. Matt Frazee, always appreciate your time, and thanks for hopping on the sports fan with me today. Thank you. I'm Connor Mills signing off. CBS News is next. Let's talk to you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.